0: Welcome to the Senior Living Edge podcast, Focus on the trends, innovation, and best practices that industry executives and vendors are using to give their companies the edge. Special thanks to our show sponsor, SeniorLivingRecruiters.com, the best niche recruiters in the industry. Now, let's welcome our show host, Brad Walker. Take it away, Brad.
1: Well, today it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, uh, Todd Kemmerly, the founder of JT Kemmerly and Associates. Uh, uh, Todd, how are you?
0: I'm good, Brad. Thank you. Thanks for having me join your podcast today. It's a pleasure to join you.
1: Well, it's good to have you here. I'm excited about, uh, learning about, uh, you know, what, what you're doing in the industry, uh, and, uh, kind of what your thoughts are about, uh, where we're going in senior living. Oh, well,
0: it's exciting. So, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, let's, let's jump into it. Todd, uh, You know, maybe to start out, uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background in senior living and and maybe a little bit about what you're doing in the industry today?
0: Sure. Uh, I've been in the senior living industry 26 years now and uh, started uh, at a single property uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, uh, from there uh, continued to grow and, and, and gain new opportunities at the community level and then in a regional uh, level, and then at a corporate capacity where I actually oversaw a national sales team uh, for a a large provider within uh, the senior living industry. So I've experienced everything from the community level uh, to the corporate level, and I think that uh, uh, my You know, 14 plus years as a vice president of sales and marketing for a national leader uh, in the industry has really enabled me to take those skills and now bring those uh, out to more than one organization uh, under my uh, company, J.T. Kimberlin Associates, uh, to other companies and organizations uh, that can benefit from my years of experience.
1: So, if you if you rose to a vice president of sales and marketing uh, position, you've no doubt. you know, seen seen a lot of the industry and uh, done a lot of things. Uh, what what was the organization that you uh, that you led the function with, Todd? Uh,
0: that was Classic Residence by Hyatt, which went on to become V, uh, V I. Uh, uh, that, uh, that's often mispronounced, but it's V. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's where I was for 14 years uh, as uh, uh, leading the sales and marketing efforts there.
1: So uh, you know, in that in that uh, long career you've had in the industry, what what are some of the things that you think uh, has ch- have changed the most? Uh, um, you know how how things were when you first got started versus the, how they are today. Yeah, they've
0: changed dramatically. Where do you, where do you start, right? <laughs> yeah, um, probably one of the the biggest uh, things that comes to mind is uh, technology and um and that that goes from everything from the c r m the customer relationship management software systems that are available now uh that weren't even available uh when we started uh you know back in nineteen eighty nine at at doing this and uh how far that has come now and the number of choices in c r m systems that are out there uh and not only uh from that standpoint but just the uh Things that are available for residents from monitoring their health and, and status and record keeping uh, all those things that used to be done manually and with paper uh, you know have really gone to the to the to the side and uh, technology has really stepped up and and made things better i I saw at a conference uh, this last fall, uh, self-cleaning countertops uh, that are being introduced into healthcare centers. So, uh, I mean, it's it's across the board, and uh, even the emergency response systems and how far that industry has grown from the old pole cords in the bedroom and bathroom to uh, uh, monitors that you can carry in your pocket or, or under a blouse uh, and operate anywhere within a community. So, I think technology is probably the biggest change, Brad. Uh, but I also think that the focus and the emphasis on wellness and, and health uh, is, is just as, as uh, big of a change. Uh, I remember the first community I worked in, uh, we had a uh, what we called our exercise room, fitness room. Uh, 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 the word center wasn't really even used at that time, but uh, it was basically donated uh, fitness equipment from uh, residents who had moved into the community. And literally it was probably a 12-by-12 12 12 room uh, with uh, stuff that you'd find at a garage sale, <laughs> and we were proud to show it off. Um, that is, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, I said I bet. Uh, you know, you you got to show off what you have, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. So it's come a long way from that to communities now that really have a branded program around wellness um you know uh, communities that uh in integrated into you know the whole person wellness and uh, not just physical uh but spiritual you know uh recreational vocational all the different aspects of the the uh wealth of wellness uh circle um have been really brought to the forefront and um everything from uh these uh, uh fitness centers now that have a uh, a flash drive where you can track your own progress and and uh have your own workout routine and and monitor uh the success that you've had to indoor walking tracks to resistance pools to you know even the spa type amenities where you can now get a facial or a massage uh and spa type treatments within uh senior living communities so That's changed dramatically, so I I think those two things stand out, you know, the most to me.
1: Yeah, so that's from a, just thinking about from a sales and marketing standpoint, uh, you know, what are the implications of how a person uh, needs to then market their communities maybe differently than in the past when those things didn't exist?
0: Well, the the marketing of communities has has really changed, and 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 the other thing that's changed so much too is the number of communities and options that are available. You know, uh, back in the you know early '90s, communities were able to draw residents from a much larger geographic area, and um, you know that has changed dramatically. More and more competition uh, offers similar type services, so. Uh, the competition has gotten better and, and ultimately who wins with this is, is the senior, the c- consumer that's coming into the community. So I think across the board, you know, what's being offered now is far superior to what uh, I ever imagined was going to be available based on what we saw, you know, in the early 90s. Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. And, and what about the residents themselves and those adult uh, children, uh, you know, that are making the decisions to, um, you know, select one community over another, Uh, how has, um, in your mind, expectations changed or, uh, uh, you you know, just from the choices available?
0: Yeah, well, and and we've seen that in everything from finish levels of uh, residences, whether it's an apartment or or, um, uh, cottages or villas or homes, uh, however they're referred to at a community. To where, you know, the adult children, their expectations may be higher than what mom and dads are, that they're expecting to have stainless appliances, they're expecting granite countertops, you know, ceramic floors, you know, uh, high-end cabinets, uh, these types of things, uh, steam showers, you know, <laughs> that uh, maybe the, the prospect, the uh, senior themselves, that's not something that's as important to them, but the adult child who's involved, you know, m- many times in, in these uh, uh, decisions is looking for that. And if one of your competitors has uh, reintroduced, you know, these types of features, and the adult child has seen that, you're at a disadvantage, um, you know, when they come to your community many times. So, it uh, that has changed uh, quite a bit as well.
1: I bet. I bet.
0: And from a technology standpoint, too, Brad, in talking about the. Uh, adult child, you know, the, 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 the use of the internet to do the legwork that used to be the adult child getting in a car or looking at the yellow pages. I don't even know who advertises the yellow pages anymore, but, uh, they, uh, that has changed dramatically. So a, a child from California that's looking for a, a residence for their, their mother in the Midwest, can do all that legwork over the phone and actually take virtual tours. You know, many times uh, get floor plans and review. You know, many of the things. Uh, even some communities are posting. Um, you know, their their menus on there. A day in the life. You know, some of them have blogs where you can uh, ask residents questions. So it's it's really come a long way uh, for the consumer. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just thinking, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be fun to go back in time with what we know now and. <laughs> And uh, be able to you know advise those uh, those teams that you advise now as to what to do to navigate the future ahead, but uh, that that'll never be. Exactly. So, um, well, I, I guess I'm curious with your your consulting practice now, Todd. Uh, tell me about what what you're finding your clients are are needing most from you in terms of advice and and your skills and knowledge as it applies to what their challenges are.
0: Sure. Really, my area of focus and and really where the bulk of my work is done is improving sales performance.
1: Mm -hmm, Mhm. Mhm. How how have you? um, How do you view kind of the people coming into the industry now in the sales and marketing function? Is there a difference in what their backgrounds are and or what they're looking to get out of their careers?
0: Yeah, I I think uh, there there is quite a big difference. You know, when I got into the industry. Uh, back in the late 90s, the, one of the things that really excited me about the folks that I interviewed with, um, you know, and, and those that I met, the industry wasn't really full of people with strong professional sales and marketing backgrounds. And and, uh, what it was were were people that were maybe returning mothers, um, you know, to the workforce, uh, first-time, you know, employees. Maybe they had raised their children. And it was primarily a a female-dominated industry as well. I was one of the few males, you know, in the industry uh, back in the early days. And that's changed dramatically as well. But, um, you know, I think that what we have seen now is that, People have recognized, obviously, the opportunity that lies within the senior living industry uh, and, and even more so over the last, you know, three or four years, it's really exploding. But uh, uh, much more um, uh, of a professional career-minded uh, individual is coming into this industry. And a lot of people came over from the hospitality industry, which was a, a great uh, uh, transition, and people from the financial services industries and, and others that uh, have similar types of approaches to uh, their uh, say, uh, sales, environments, you know, are, are coming into senior living. So it's exciting. And that, and with those varied backgrounds and, and skill sets and the training that they brought, uh, it really has helped to elevate, uh, the professionalism, uh, within the industry.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine anytime you have a growing industry like we certainly do with senior living with the demographics, uh, just how, how we're growing in terms of communities and, Number of residents uh, in the industry moving in it's, uh it has got to present more career opportunities. Uh, but how—how how else do you think that—that that sheer growth is—is uh, is changing things? Uh, so, with so many more choices available, I guess looking down the road, if you could sort of look into a crystal ball—I wish we all could—what what do you think changing with that growth? What are we going to be looking at a few years down the road?
0: Well, I think there's some things that we need to be careful about as well. I'm, I'm excited about, you know, what the, the community of the future is going to look like. And, and uh, at Classic Residence Behind V, we spend a lot of time focusing on what's that next uh generation you know going to be looking for and are we out in front of things and uh you know the industry is doing that and uh trying to make sure that they're developing uh, the right type of product and service and offering uh, for those next generations so i'm i'm excited about what's coming there You know, more of an emphasis on green uh, communities that are um, environmentally conscious. Um, You know, the things that we're seeing, more affinity-type groups, whether it's, um, you know, through... Uh, college campus, you know, an uh, alumni-affiliated community, uh, those types of things. To those that, you know, maybe enjoy triathlons, you know, that it's a very intense, you know, uh, physical fitness, uh, health and wellness type of centered uh, community. So I think that that will continue to develop uh, along the lines that we've already seen happen. But I think the area that we need to be concerned about, uh, not only as an industry but as a, a country, is... the the gap between those that have been able to save and provide uh, for their futures and those that haven't, and the burden that that is going to place on our our country and and all of us uh, to make sure that those folks are cared for. And uh, it is exciting that there are a number of organizations who have addressed that and uh, some really quality organizations that are doing a great job of that. Um, and, you know, it's imperative that we continue to stay focused on that and provide uh, funding and, and uh, uh, financing for those types of organizations. And uh, it's just as important that those uh, folks perform uh, well as well, um, you know, to have a – Uh, community that's subsidized uh, uh, by government dollars that uh, isn't performing uh, doesn't bode well uh, for (laughs) any community down the road. So uh, sales performance is important uh, regardless of whether it's at the Taj Mahal or or a a local mom-and-pop run uh, community. Sales performance is everything.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about finances if you would, Todd. Uh, Obviously, there are different financial models out there, uh, you know, the entrance fee, the rental, but uh, and different price points. But you seem to be referring to some perhaps uh, interesting models that are coming on that make it more affordable. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What, what did you mean?
0: Well, and uh, they're springing up more and more uh, around the country. I, I know here in the Midwest in Illinois, uh, there, there are several uh, well-run uh, organizations. Uh, one in particular, uh, BMA Management, uh, I, I know of that uh, does a wonderful job of providing uh, low to mid-income, you know, uh, uh, housing uh, for uh, affordable senior housing. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, many of these communities, it's based on um, uh, the the income of the senior is is what they're, um, and most of these are rental communities. I'm referring to uh is is how their monthly fee is set. Uh there are others that, you know, are capable of paying much more and and not subsidized as much, but uh these types of communities are are really catching on and growing. And uh I don't think they get as much publicity as they should or as much emphasis uh as they should uh as that will be a, a real uh growth area uh, within our our country.
1: Yeah, interesting. And how about the uh the staying at home model uh Todd uh, obviously uh-huh. home health has exploded in in popularity just as senior housing you know how do you advise people to sell against the option of, of bringing care into the home and uh and, and not uh either delaying or 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 avoiding uh going into a a community environment
0: Sure well it's uh the someone staying in their own home has always been the number one competitor of of us uh, that have been selling senior uh, living uh, you know for 20 plus years so uh, what i can tell you about that competitor is that competitor has gotten more intense they have gotten more fierce so they have more available now in the way of services bringing things into the home uh, there are even what they refer to as communities without walls or these virtual communities where, um, within a town or a neighborhood or a condominium complex or, um, you know, a, a certain geographic area, people will provide services to each other, you know, seniors helping seniors an accountant will offer his services to, you know, handyman will offer their services and kind of this commune, you know, thing of the sixties kind of, uh, uh, throwback, but, uh, that has really become more popular and in, in, in growing in, in areas around the country. So um, the one thing that uh, I will continue to believe wholeheartedly, and it's because I've seen it, is the value that comes from being in a community environment to where you have uh, a, a, a common place for meals that you have activities, uh, opportunities for activities, uh, interaction, social interaction, friendships, companionship, um, that environment is very tough to recreate in your home, uh, to plan activities and do these things. You can go to a senior center for uh, lectures and educational uh, things, travel logs, that type of thing. You can join a travel group and travel abroad and do those kinds of things. You can go to a fitness center, but all these things require... Uh, a little bit of effort, you know, to get up and go out and do those things, and, and not everybody has that kind of motivation to do that in a retirement community, whether it's a rental community, a continuing care retirement community, a assisted living community. Those activities, those opportunities are so much more readily available and in front of you. You don't need to make that big of an effort. It just is so much better um, and so much easier uh, to have that kind of interaction and, and involvement. The thing that uh, I always find funny is those folks, you know, over the years, that always came in and said, well, I'm not much of a mixer. I'm kind of a wallflower. I don't see myself getting involved. Those are the ones that the adult children were always saying, i got to get an answering machine for my mom. I can never catch her in an apartment. She's involved in everything. So, <laughs> you know, it's interesting when you ask somebody, well, what what do you like to do? What are your interests? What are your hobbies? They, some people that really stumps them, they 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 may not remember what they used to like to do. They've become slaves to their homes in maintaining a home. Uh, And, uh, you know, that's really occupying most of their time so uh oftentimes you know i'll uh, work with sales teams, and I'll ask them say so, why don't you ask somebody well what have you always liked uh, thought you'd like to do that maybe you 've never had a chance to do and posing questions that way to somebody yeah, it's amazing some of the answers that you get and um you know whether it's oil painting or or skydiving hang gliding, i mean i've I've seen all these things uh kayaking down rapids uh it's it's amazing so that those barriers and, and ceilings that we saw and limitations that we saw growing up uh, uh, revolving around the elderly and seniors uh, have really been shattered. And it's it's quite exciting what, what lies ahead for our generation as, as we get to that point.
1: Boy, it sounds like It sure does. Well, hey, Todd, we're pretty close to ending here, but I do want to give the people listening to this podcast an opportunity to know a little bit more about your services if they were to come to you for sales and marketing help uh, what are kinds of things that you're you're helping your clients with now that people could know to come to you with uh, when the time is right
0: yeah well it's uh, most of the things are, are really around performance spread uh, you know whether it's turning around uh... low occupancy or or maybe the Turnover has uh, really uh, ramped up, so the move-outs are f- uh, far exceeding the move-ins, which is a, a common uh, challenge that many people are seeing right now. With what we experienced, you know, with the, the decline of um, uh, the home values and people staying in their homes longer, uh, as those people made the decision to come into the communities, they made that much later. So their average length of stay in the communities is going to be much shorter than what we saw before. So. We're seeing a lot of that happening now, and um, those are the types of situations that I'm getting a lot of calls for. Um, you know, uh, uh, companies that maybe are are not a large chain, part of a, a, a larger corporation, where they may have 15 or 20 communities. They may not have the systems in place, and they could benefit from the experience of somebody who has you know not only developed and implemented those systems uh, but tested them and <laughs> had some break on him as well um, and has refined those over the years so those best practices and lessons learned that 's really what a lot of uh, groups tie into my experience for is uh, that I can help them. I'm that conduit to that information and that experience that they would otherwise have to develop over years and years.
1: Excellent. Well, Todd, I really appreciate you spending this time with us uh, today in the podcast. It's been great to hear your uh, industry perspective. My last question, Todd, is how can people get a hold of you if they'd like to, to learn more about your services?
0: Sure. I've uh, got a website, so they're welcome to go there. Uh, it's uh, the initial JT and then Kimmerly, K E M E R L Y dot com. They can go there. Or uh, they can go old school and give me a call on the phone, which I always enjoy. And uh, you can call me at uh, 815-556-8761.
1: Well, we'll put those in the show notes page as well. So, Todd, thanks again. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you, Brad.
1: Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Senior Living Executives Podcast, sponsored by SeniorLivingRecruiters.com. Until next time, live well.